day and welcome to episode five of uh, the lockdown special. Um, apologies for the, the lengthy delay, um, but how are you, the Blackjack Bandit? I am absolutely lovely. Um, it's great to be back on the microphone after a quite, well, what felt like quite a long hiatus, but in reality, I don't think it was too long, but yeah, uh, life's just gotten in the way of us recording recently. Um, I've shifted back to my flat. Work's fucking hectic. I hate my day job right now. And um, internet troubles at my previous location really uh, halted the record. But now we're, we're back in business, baby, and we're better than ever. Why are you guys so busy at the moment? Uh, well, basically... Everyone wants to know how much money they've lost so they can get the subsidy. Oh, makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, support support New Zealand businesses, please. So and support your local stop, accountants. Yeah. So people stop making my day job fucking bullshit. Hey, well, one um, local business that we can get behind is sport being back. Oh, yeah. With uh, Super Rugby coming back on the what the thirteenth of June is the first game. I think it's the Highlanders and the Chiefs. It's going to be absolutely electric because I think last podcast we were going on about how an NPC competition would um, really revitalise rugby in New Zealand, and basically um, we're just getting a streamlined Super Rugby competition with the games that you know the only games that people the ten games you want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be absolutely electric. Um, and it's, it's sort of somewhat competitive. Like if this had happened last year or any of the past three seasons, it's probably a foregone conclusion that the Crusaders won. And realistically, they're the favourites again. But um, there is genuine competition with the the Chiefs. Uh, pretty decent this year, well coached. Um, even the Blues could, could get up. Now they've got... Um, that big cuck coming back. His name will not be spoken. Um, and look, who knows what, what we could do. The Highlanders don't have a fucking shot. Yeah, hell. it's probably the most even competition they've had in a while between the five teams. Oh, yeah. Because even the Highlanders, um, I mean, they're not, they're, they're definitely the worst, but they're not, you know, that that bad. No, they're not they're as not. bad as the Blues have been for the last five years. So, yeah, you know, it should be quite a good competition. Fair. Be interesting to see. Uh, watching some sports in, in, in empty arenas and stadiums has been pretty wounding. So it'll be interesting to see how, I guess some stadiums would be just like normal Sky Stadium with a lot of yellow seats. Very accurate. Uh, Eden Park would have been just like that this season considering most of their home games were at five o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, so what we've got, we've got afternoon rugby back. So we've got Saturday, late Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon rugby. It's going to be elite. But um, by the way, that wasn't a editing error. That was just me getting really close to the microphone, if you were wondering. Um, do we know the status of um, Artie Savia's recovery at the moment? Could he make an appearance? Oh, that's a great question. I've been alive Googling. Because, well, that's the other thing today has been announced that um, Sam Whitelock's going to be appearing for the Crusaders. Oh, yes, I did see that. So, that. That could swing the balance, actually, mm. because, um, I mean, that's a uh, that's an All, all Blacks um, type five again, isn't it? If he's pretty, close, pretty close, pretty <laughs> close. 
which is a bit scary, but hey. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs are right behind. Oh, I guess Brody can't play. Well, unless he gets the same. same yeah, well, thing. that's the things I know that a lot of the I know the Highlanders especially have been looking into the availability of their European and Japanese players. Um, with the, obviously their rugby seasons being cancelled or severely halted, so it'd be interesting to see if there's any development. I mean, even if Artie Savi isn't back, I think Dirk will see Karifi as the next All Black seven after um, the current captain and Artie Savier as well. Once they're gone, I think Karifi will be the starting seven for the All Blacks. You heard it here first. That's a pretty safe call, I feel. I feel like he's a uh, a great, great player. But um, heard stories, great, great rugby player, shit human, but we won't go into that. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm interested. Have you not heard this? No, I haven't heard this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you afterwards. But okay. um, <laughs> not a yeah, not very favourable stories. But um, nothing, nothing criminal or anything. Just, just dick moves, really. I mean, he's a rugby player after all. Yeah, yeah, fair. And did, um, you, did you watch the UFC over the weekend? I didn't actually. I was um, oh, I watched a little bit, but Mother's Day called. Um, so it was pretty busy that day. But I know. I know Casa del Parle enjoyed that very much. Um, well, one member did by himself. <laughs> so um, <to> <laughs> um, from what I saw, bloody electric, um, electric afternoon of fighting. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And I watched, um, I watched some K League as well. That was an that was an interesting experience. I did not even know that was on until after it happened. Yeah, it was. Um... It was like it is the same quality as the A League. I would have, I would have said the top, top of the A League. It would have been like a Sydney Wellington game. That's so the highest I possible thought. quality game. So it'll be interesting to keep following that. I don't know what team I support just yet. I think um, there's a team with like a, a robin as their um, as their emblem, and I think um, that might be might be the team I jump onto. I'm just searching it up now to have a look at. At, uh, Thought you meant Iron Robin for a second. No, no Iron Robin. Um, well, lucky because they're the only place playing football that might might be the case. Yeah, very true. Siong Nam, that's the team I'm supporting. I like it. I like it a lot. So we'll do a little uh, fact file on Siong Siong Nam. Hold on. So I'm just uh, doing a quick Google search, um, Seongnam FC. I like that. I like, I'm very interested to hear. A great moment in this podcast history was when we went on a tangent about um, Bangladesh, I believe. So I'm mm. sure this will be a another great moment. Well, it looks like I'm a bit of a glory hunter. <laughs> <laughs> They've won a joint record, seven national titles, three FA Cups, three League Cups and two Champions League titles. Christ. But they're owned by the government, by the city city council. So, oh, do you reckon? Do you reckon they're all owned by the councils? I feel like that'd just be a that'd be a thing. Blanket thing. Their previous logo before it was I don't even know if that's a robin. To be honest, it just it's a bird, black and white bird. Um, was a was not a unicorn because it doesn't have a horn on its nose, but it's got a, it's a horse and it's got wings. Oh, Pegasus. That's the one. There's a Pegasus. I don't wonder why they changed it. 
Yeah, Pegasus is quite a cool cool logo for a uh, football club, actually, now that I think about it. Considering uh, it changed location. Ah, oh, that's that's jammy. Mm. So since it's been known as Seongnam FC, they've had a little bit, it's been um, an interesting time for them. How so? Uh, they In their first season as Seongnam FC, they just missed a relegation, but they won the FA Cup on the penalties. That is quite interesting. In 2016, they got relegated um, to the second division. Oh, they got bet on away goals in the promotion relegation playoff. That's tough. Oh, that's dusty. And now they they got promoted uh, after just one season. So, look, I, I don't think it's all right for me to pick this team going forward. They they were they used to be quite good. Um, it's a bit like Leeds, actually. <laughs> they used yeah. to be quite good. They they're not anymore. So, hey, I'm jumping on board. Let's go, Shiong MSC. There you go. Well done. I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah, so thank God live sports back. <laughs> oh yeah. Um have you picked up any interesting hobbies in this in this lockdown? Interesting hobbies. Um no, I've done a lot of reading, which is not really a, a hobby as such, but um, you know, I've had a lot more time to sit back and and relax and, and enjoy a you know, a good a good book. Um I I, I wasn't one of the panic buyers at the New Worlds, but I was one of the panic buyers at Wickles. And I bought five books um, the day before lockdown started. And I'm on the fifth and final one now. And they've all been very good. I think they were good choices. Um, I don't regret um, any of my purchases just yet. Um, and halfway through the set, the last book, and it's yeah, not bad at all. So I think it was uh, money well spent. How about yourself? Uh, you'll be absolutely shocked to know that I'm on a uh, four-day consecutive streak of leaving the house and walking. Woo. Electric. <laughs> and my feet are ripped to pieces because I wore all words each time and they blistered the fuck out of the bottom of my feet. Do you not have like running shoes or sneakers? I do, but I didn't consider it necessary <laughs> when going for a fucking walk. But so look, every day what do you know? and all that. Fifth day, you're gonna are you gonna make it to the fifth day with your blisters? Are you gonna keep powering through? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna soldier on because the uh, look, the that's what the people would want me to do. I'm just gonna tough it out. I woke up. You'll be even more shocked about this. This morning, I woke up at quarter to seven and went for a walk. Jeez. That's, oh, no, uh, it was still dark. House. Well, sun's rising at quarter past seven. Look, ever since I discovered that uh, you could walk across the train track in Lower Hutt, um, I've just, that's just a great walk. I just can't get enough of it. You mean the one that we did to go watch the preseason games at Batoni? No, no, no. Not the. Um, it's like, how do you even explain it? It's over the river. So you walk, there's like a little walkway adjacent to the, uh, to the railway. What did you even call that? I guess the, the bridge where literally just the train tracks are that go over the river and then attached to it as a, as a little walkway where you can get to the other side of the river, like Moera sort of area. Wow. Well, I'll have to come and visit when I make a journey to the Casa del Paolo. Oh, I can't wait to have you back. Yeah, no, to be honest, the exercise has been probably the highlight of this lockdown, to be fair. It's, uh, 
it's been nice to get out and about and away from a, a screen because, you know, you're sitting in front of the same screen the whole time. And it's quite yeah, weird because you go to work and you're at work from, you know, I don't know, nine to five per se. And you, you don't spend that whole time in front of a screen. But when you're working from home, you are like locked in. You are in front of that screen the whole time. Oh, and you, yeah, get, nah. you get tired so quickly. It's ridiculous. Agreed. Fucking so, I'm so sick of working from home. I actually can't wait to be back in the office. Yeah, back on Monday. Yeah, not not hugely excited about the commute. Um, trains are at 30% in Wellington, 30% capacity. So probably going to end up at work at about lunchtime when I should have been there at about 8.30. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But will um, rebuild. Yeah, I'm just happy to, uh, to not be working from home very shortly. Are you going to be making any trips back to the flat during the day like your flatmate does? Oh my God, don't even get me fucking started. He came home at 11.30 today. Hard, hard worker or hardly working? 120% the latter. <laughs> and then he got a ticket driving the 200 metres. Yeah, he deserves me. that. He deserves that. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, so moving back to the flat has been good. You've, you've enjoyed your time. It sounds oh, like yeah, it's just got jealousy. Jealousy's just corrupted my veins where I've never been busier right now and he fucking comes home at eleven o'clock to watch some fucking Bradley Walsh game show. Oh, the chase. Great, great. No, not though. the chase. Oh, not, not the chase. The chase. A well, different one. Jesus. Was he is he a tipping point connoisseur? He just likes every single game show. <laughs> game shows are pretty elite, to be fair. They're, they're such a good watch. Like the, the whole highlight of um, living in Alcuni was going home, turning on the chase at five o'clock, and then one news at six. Oh, yeah, that's religiously us as well, but he, he can't get enough of the money. He's got to come home at 11 o'clock, watch Bradley Walsh's other game show, watch Tipping Point at three, then the chase, then the news, and then sometimes even pulls up... Um, Fuck, what's that American? The Price is Right on YouTube. Jeepers. I'm a big Jeopardy fan. Love me some Jeopardy. You what? Uh, I'm a big Jeopardy fan. Oh, yeah, Jeopardy. Jeopardy's decent. Price is Right is quite good as well. Um, just never met someone that watches game shows on YouTube, but it's a, it's a, Wait, it's a good little thing. on YouTube? Yeah, do not catch that. That's atrocious. So the hobbies were picked up. I've been reading. You've been walking, and he's been watching game shows on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just two K. I think he's played so much two K. Could actually be in the NBA at this point. <laughs> Which is quite funny. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things I wish I had. But then also, there's a part of me that I wish. You know, like I, I'm glad I don't have a console because so much time would be wasted. Oh yeah, like. It's weird. I just go on phases. I'll go on phases where I play like five hours a day and I'll have phases where I don't touch the thing for two months. So I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm in the the former at the moment, but you know, it'll probably, I probably won't touch it again once I go back to work just because there's other things to do. But and right now. You'll be leaving home at eight, getting to work at 12, leaving work at six, getting home at 12. Yeah, probably. Fucking, oh. Can't wait to be back in the office. Can wait for the commute. I think it might be quicker to walk on Monday. 
Wait, have you got a bike? No. Okay, well that, that ruins my next question or next statement. Yeah, I've just realised we've been very sidetracked here. We have. So um, <laughs> the, the, the All Blacks captain, um, Sam oh, Kane, got announced, what, 8.30 on a Tuesday night, was it? Oh, Wednesday yep. night. 8.30 on a Wednesday night. It was... On the one breakdown. The weirder, yeah. I understand why it got announced on the breakdown, but it was also one of the weirder announcements. And it kind of threw me a bit because um, a friend of the pod, uh, Liam Madigan, messaged us going, Sam Kane, All Blacks captain, which, oh, he went, Sam Kane, captain. And I got very confused because I was like, yeah, of what team, like, what, what, you know, what's he captain of? But no, he's the new All Blacks captain. So, penny for your thoughts there, the Black Jet Bandit. Look, um, for a start, as you've covered, the announcement time is fucking weird. Who announces something at 8.30 on a Tuesday? Every All Blacks announcement ever has been at like lunchtime. So the news and yeah, well, you think media. you'd dominate the you'd dominate the news cycle, right? So you announce yeah, it in the so. morning or announce it midday, and that way you've got the whole rest of the day to talk about it. Especially when there's literally no other sport on at the moment, so you will just dominate fucking the whole the whole news almost. Sounds the uh, coronavirus shit. Yeah, and I guess he's the first captain since Tane Randall, who's not the best in his position. Okay, my thoughts on the uh, overall appointment, as you say, not even the best player at his position, but to be fair, Artie was always going to eight because who else is going to yeah, play Yeah, and there? Sam Kane is a very good player. Like, I, yeah, I will, he's good. Yeah, if if it was, you know, anyone else other than Artie, yeah, he'd be the starting seven. But Artie last year and the year before that was insane. Agreed. But, um... I don't know. I think Sam Kane is a bit of a victim of um, just not being Richie McCaw. Um, as I've tweeted on one of my famous burger reviews, um, I was at the seven bar, um, of which I'm a two-time quiz champion. Um, but for Wellington on a plate, I did a burger review. And as it was the seven bar, I made my review based on the number seven. So I said that this particular burger was a bit like watching Sam Kane play for the All Blacks. He's, he's good, but he's not what you've come to expect from the position. Um, look, it was always a foregone conclusion that he was going to be captain since fucking 2012 or something. Yeah, he captained um, the All Blacks at the 2015 World Cup against the yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought since then, more deserving candidates have emerged, namely uh, Sam Whitelock. I yeah, thought. especially now that Sam Whitelock's back in New Zealand rugby. Like, he, he was meant to be on a sabbatical this year. But now that he's going to be in, well, if the All Blacks have games this year, that's another question. But Yeah, oh, we could just play the Wallabies about five times. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's the other question. Why announce a captain when we don't know when the next game is? Yeah, that's another good point. I don't know. I guess you sort of just want to want a figurehead or put something in the news. Sports fans are crying out. Um, yeah, as I say, I just think he's he's an all right pick. He's much like the rest of the recent All Blacks decisions, just not really that inspiring. feel like you could have gone in a different direction with lots of these All Blacks decisions. Um, 
Yeah, for me, a lot of the candidates, coach. a lot of the candidates that they had for the captaincy aren't the best player in their position. Yeah, that is true. Um, like Sam Whitelock's not the best lock. Yeah, lucky for him, there's two of them on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got TJ, who wouldn't make a good All Blacks captain, I don't think, but certainly oh, no. vocal yeah, no. and a good, probably a good vice captain. Dane Coles is not the best hooker anymore. Oh, and he's a walking injury. So yeah, how many games wounded. will he actually play? Um, I've gone off. There, there aren't really many candidates, really, because they're all quite young. Yeah, well, you think about it, and you think there are more candidates, but a lot of them have fucked off after the World Cup. Yeah, there's a lot um, of sabbatical that you've got to include in that, like the locks, both of them, Retallick and Whitelock, were both, or are both on sabbatical technically. Whitelock's yeah. now no longer, and I was imagine that Retallick may be the same. I feel sorry for Ben Smith. I feel like if he stuck around, he he could have got there. Yeah, he ben needed Smith's to make a payday though. More. Yeah, he's like, again a walking concussion, basically. That is true. I mean, yeah. The more I talk about this, I guess it yeah, just comes down to two people, and one just happened to be on sabbatical, but also the fact that the coach has coached Sam Kane previously. Um, sort of makes it a no-brainer for him, but again, I'm just just doesn't excite me. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, my main upset, the, the thing I was most upset about was him announcing it at eight thirty on a Wednesday. Yeah, agreed. It just seems so random when there's no other sport like you could dominate the whole day of conversation. If Radio Sport R.I.P. May it <laughs> bless its soul um, was still around, that literally would have been nine to <laughs> nine conversation. Just all that, who should be the All Blacks captain? Yeah, it would have it would have been a good little injection of um, excitement. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm really losing. Well, I guess I'm not losing interest. You're always going to be interested in the All Blacks, but just losing... I don't know what it is about it. Just the spark. Like, we... It doesn't we spark so, joy, verbal meme. Yeah. <laughs> we were... I don't know. We were just on top of the world for so long. Now it just feels like we've fallen down with the pack. And... Um, yeah, there's nothing, certainly a lot of rebuilding yeah. to be done. No signs are showing of us gaining another foot up again anytime soon. Yeah. Hey, well, on the topic of uh, lockdown, you know, just there isn't a lot else. How good has the last dance been? Oh, yes. Uh, that's – I don't know what I'm going to do with my Monday nights after um, next, next weekend. Week, yeah. Next week, yeah, next Monday, because, God, that's just a ritual for, for Casadel Parlay at the moment. It's an – I just can't believe like the kind of footage they got. Like, yeah, they followed them around in '98, but then the amount of behind-the-scenes footage that they've got from all the other years too is incredible. Oh, like that's that's my favourite part about it because I've read a biography on Jordan before, so a lot of these things that come up I've heard of before. Um, but it's very different actually watching it happen before your very eyes than to read about it. Um, like the practices the practices are the ones that always amaze me his like shit talking and all that just crazy but my what's your favourite episode or like part been so far 
Oh, that's a good, good question, actually. Um, well, I quite enjoyed, I think it was the one just being eight where he won the um, won the title on Father's Day and, you know, done the baseball thing and came back and they had their 72 and 10 season. That was the, the most interesting one to me because I'm a very much a basketball casual. So the whole time I've been watching this, I was trying to, like, I didn't want to search it up. You know, that was the easy easy option as you've heard on this podcast the easy option is just to google things but when i was watching it i was trying to work it out you know 91 92 93 94 baseball and then i could not remember for the life of me what happened in 95 so it was quite interesting to actually see what happened in 95 and then how it, you know how they bounced back and pretty much just like destroyed everyone in their path i like that yeah those two episodes probably the most um like the most well done episodes. Um, yeah, certainly the early episodes, especially three and four were kind of very much, uh, we're just trying to hook you in with the Rodman stories and the Pippin and, you know, Oh, look, well, that leads in perfectly to what I was going to say. The best part of the whole series is Rodman's fucking 72 <laughs> hour Vegas bender. With Carmen Electra as well. Just, <laughs> just, just the start of, Oh, what is it? I think it's the start of episode four. It just gets me every time where it's the little graphic and it's Dennis Rodman has been absent from the Bulls for <laughs> then the little hour total and it just keeps going. Ticking up. over, like it says 48 and it just keeps going. Like, Well, that was the thing that the most interesting thing actually, well, not the most interesting, obviously I've just said what the most interesting, but one of the things that's really intrigued me is the how good Dennis Rodman actually was. Oh yeah. Because like, obviously we weren't around for, any of his titles, but like you hear about his partying and his eccentric nature, but then hearing him talk about like the science of rebounding was that's incredible. Like the guy was so smart yet. So like out there at the same time. His um, like mental breakdown thing was crazy. Like how he was just like this quiet guy and then he had a breakdown because he wasn't being himself and then just completely flipped 180 into the, fucking craziest person on earth now so, best mates with Kim Jong-un yes. <laughs> yeah what, how, when you found out that the, the leopard print haircut was actually 33s how shocked were you pretty shocked yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was like oh that, that, that's leopard print like you know, I didn't even think of it and then they're like oh he put 33s in his hair for Scotty's return and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you look closer, and they do look like thirty threes. But yeah, it's been oh, it's been incredible. There's been some as great say, sports documentaries over this time. Oh yeah, well, as you say, with um, with how you didn't realize Robin was so good. I don't really like you always hear about how good Pippin was, but actually seeing it, mm. fuck me, he's still the most underrated player in NBA history, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's I think ESPN's doing a countdown of their all-time top 100 um, NBA players at the moment, which has already been outrageous. They had T Mac at 52. They had um, Dame Time at 70, and in between them, yeah, they had at 62. They had Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That's so subjective. It is. I don't it's like... outrageously subjective. Well, because as well, like T-Mac was incredible in his peak, but his peak was about four years. Mm. 
Like there was a there was a period in time again deep dive into NBA history here, pretty niche NBA history, but um, there's a period in time where Vince Carter, um, T Mac, and Kobe were all considered equals, and it was just the Kobe's work ethic was the thing that made him better. Mm. So it depends what you're going off. I I don't know. I couldn't be bothered going through who my top fifty players are, but. He'd, he'd be top hundred, but Dame, Dame at seventy, maybe maybe in his maybe in the nineties, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Uh, it was very yeah, kind of. Um, it just could, struck me as very much a, a lockdown, quarantine, boredom. Let's just make debate, embrace debate. <laughs> oh, there's a fair bit of that going around. <laughs> One of the on the topic of sports documentaries, I'm yet to yet to watch the Leeds documentary from last season. I just don't think I can do it. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it if I were you. Go every on. every time I like, and now Amazon because I feel like Amazon Prime Sport on YouTube, and because also they got like the they got all the other all or nothings with the NFL teams, and they had one with uh, Man City, and they've had the Test with Australia, which I haven't watched yet either. But I'll now this is it really good? That's fucking good. Will it make me like them? Partially, uh, but still, it, um, it made me completely flip on Labashang. I like Labashang now. Oh, I like Labashang. I love um, Steve Smith. I don't. I used to like Steve Smith. I don't now. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, I don't like. Comes off as a twat. Yeah, um, I'm quite keen to watch it because I watched at the start of lockdown. I watched Crossing the Line, which was a South African, a South African made documentary on that five test series, oh, uh, four yeah. test series. Yeah, which that. is incredible. Like you, you don't actually realize what else happened in that series. <laughs> like it wasn't just that um, the sandpaper incident. It was like you know twenty other things as well. Very uh, tough attack that series. Mm. But yeah, so YouTube's now mocking me on my suggested and the last two things I've seen is Playoff Heartbreak and Daniel James Transfer Saga. <laughs> so I, I I will watch it eventually. I just haven't been able to bring myself to do it just yet. Amazon Prime, since you brought it up, criminally underrated. Criminally underrated, but a lot of its content's not available here. So you have to have a VPN if you want to watch it. I still think it, I mean, it's fucking $4.50 a month and it's oh, got so price. many. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. So but many if, good sports documentaries. It's got The Office. What more do you need? Yeah, my, my only qualm is it's just a lot of the like content I would want to watch is not available here, like the Leeds documentary. Fair. Which is probably for the best, actually. In <laughs> sense, but hey, I, know, I had it for a while and then, yeah. Bought Disney Plus instead. Fair. Got to grind through the 27 seasons of The Simpsons. That's that's on the watch list. I don't know if I'll ever make it through that in my whole life, but... Yeah, we're six and a half in currently, so Christ, stay tuned. That's good effort. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of watching. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of free time, evidently, over this last uh, seven luck. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, another question that I wanted to ask you is uh, what sport would you choose to be professional in? Well, now we had this debate, I think a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's still very relevant now. Do you remember what I put? I feel like I put football. You did. Yeah. 
<sighs> I feel like my mind hasn't changed. Yeah, for me, it's one of three sports. It's NFL, cricket, or football. I think, yeah, I think if I would go for top three, football stands alone, and then I'd go NBA, and then I'd probably say cricket. Well, Wonderlick scores would um, show that we're elite quarterbacks already, so I think we'd thrive. Oh, yeah. It depends. It depends what position you're in the NFL, I guess. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a quite interesting one. I, I quite like the idea of the NFL, maybe, and then also cricket is a very selfish choice because I just imagine just being a gun cricketer. You just I think it'd be awesome. And then football is the same. Like you know, you get paid millions of dollars to kick a round ball around a field twice a week. I just felt like the cricket lifestyle would be elite because you play for about. F- well, if you're a really good player, you play for about four different teams in a year. You get to travel all the time. Um, it's one of those sports where you don't have to be super fit. Well, I mean, you know, you're encouraged to be super fit, but it's not a necessity. So you can kind of just live it up a bit. Um, and just like, there's just a great cult following of cricket, especially in New Zealand. Um where you just beloved if you're a great black cat. Oh, there's a couple of other ones I was thinking of, a bit more obscure, because you've got your, your three that you're kind of like, you know, your top three. And then I was thinking like obscure, not obscure sports, but a lot smaller sports. Do you have any in your head? Because um... my thinking, and this is very much a niche, my sports, I reckon being an elite skier would be very, like awesome you do winter to winter every year you know you you compete you know once or twice a month you, you know a lot of your training is just doing what you enjoy so i think that'd be quite uh, like a highlight um i'm still obsessed with becoming uh, a new zealand curler so that's on the list of things to do um maybe maybe this year even get onto it um get practicing for 2022 and then last but not least, but this again, very niche, my sports, I would reckon being a pro water polo player in like Hungary would be pretty awesome. I like and you'd those. be jacked. You'd have to be jacked to be a pro water oh, polo player. So. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there is one that I've always thought. Um, I have a very poor level of natural athleticism, but I reckon if I actually tried – just because I'm naturally somehow good at this, I reckon I could. I could professional walking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. I can actually fucking power gun. walk. Like I'm an absolute gun walking. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, it's certainly a, like a. It's certainly a sport that I reckon you could get really good. Like, I don't I don't even know how you'd like enter into being competitive in that. Like how do you qualify in New Zealand as an Olympic walker? How many people were trying to do that? Well, yeah, there's famous oh actually when I was running around Hagley Park the other day I saw this girl practicing her race walking, which was quite funny to watch because it was kinda of like, What's she doing? And then it kind of, you know, slowly clicked. And then you've got your famously you've got the ninety 
think it's the 1998 Commonwealth Games in Malaysia with the New Zealand race walker was leading with like a K and a half to go and collapsed. That's enough. So I don't know how you get into it, but there's two examples of New Zealanders doing it. So how long are the races? Are they fucking marathons or are they? There's a 20, I think it's a 25 K and a 50 K. Oh, that's yuck. Maybe that's not, maybe, maybe not, that's for not for you. Me then. <laughs> I reckon it'd be quite good. It'd be very, as you say, it's very niche, very niche. I'll watch the space. Maybe I'll do some research and then that'll be my new life goal. I'll go to the Olympics as a walker. <laughs> So I'll be at the Winter Games, you'll be at the Summer Games, and we'll be New Zealand's next uh, next top athlete. Oh, yeah, we can be on the cover of Women's Day together. Uh, it's, it's gone. <laughs> Women's Day's RIP too. Oh, fuck, I forgot that. <laughs> Rest in peace. So we got no, we got no radio medium and we've got no magazine medium. <laughs> All right, we're filling a gap in the market then. So I think it's about time we crack into some fun facts. Um the the headline of the uh, the page I'm reading from today is 200 fun facts that will actually make your life better. Um, how about your one? So I've got a a website called Board Panda already inspires joy. Um, <laughs> Thirty of the happiest facts ever. All right. So I, should I start? Shall I? Yeah, go on. Banging your head against a wall for one hour burns 150 calories. So I don't know how that actually makes your life better, but <laughs> the more you know, I guess. That's, I mean, you want a quick workout? Well, that's not really quick, is it? <laughs> it's the same as walking a dog for 45 minutes, according to the caption. I feel like I'd just rather walk the dog, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, one certainly sounds more enjoyable than the other. That's for sure. All right, what's your one? Uh, so for my first fact, I've got sea otters hold hands when they sleep to keep from drifting apart. Very wholesome, very wholesome. That, that touches my heart. Underrated animal too. Quite cute, but yeah, I've seen cute. a video of them. They fucking squeal. Yes. I was watching, uh, I actually can't remember what country it is. It was in Southeast Asia, but they use them as like fishermen basically. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to describe it but they've got them on like these long leashes and they send them in to push the fish towards the nets and then they get some of the catch as like their reward that's elite alright 7% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows and to make this you know just uh, kind of I guess emphasis on the 7% that actually works out at 16.4 million American adults. <laughs> I don't so, want to live on this planet anymore. So you got four times our country <laughs> believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. I just, oh God, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> I don't know how this is. Again, these facts aren't the headlines lying to me currently. They're not making my life better. (laughs) (laughs) That made my life considerably worse knowing that actually. Yeah. Um, To, to save the, uh, save the mood turtles can breathe through their butts. Interesting. (laughs) 
Does it say why? No, that's that's all it gives, and a picture of a turtle's butt. No. <laughs> well, on um, butt slash tail related facts, if you lift a kangaroo's tail off the ground, it can't hop. That is quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Is that because that's how they balance? That's my assumption. Um, let me scroll back. Sorry, I'd left the fact. Uh, they use their uh, tail for balance. So if you lift it up, they don't have any balance and they fall over. I see. These fa- okay, The next one that I've got to, heart attacks are more likely to happen on a Monday. That's these aren't improving my life. Not at all. <laughs> I've got another uh, fact with absolutely no context, but yep. it's that Norway knighted a penguin, and that's all it gives me. Which is interesting because there's no penguins in the north northern hemisphere. I hadn't thought of that. Where so, the fuck does this penguin come from? <laughs> it's just it's either hopelessly lost. Or they've like mistaken a puffin or something. <laughs> it's got a picture of a penguin walking down a marching band. <laughs> like it's clearly on its way to be knighted as well. So like it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, interesting. What about this one? The following can be read forward and backwards. Do geese see God? What? <laughs> These are atrocious. Yeah, this is a tragic oh, fact session. We've gotten a Ugandan fact. Oh, go on. Un- around 48% of the Ugandan population is under 15 years of age. 48? Yeah. <laughs> And if you expand that age to 30, under 30, under 30s rather, sorry, 77%. What the fuck? That's horrific. I don't know. These are not sparking joy. (laughs) Well, I mean, clearly there's a lot of joy going on in Uganda. Okay. uh, Again, another fact that I found that I just can't believe. Approximately 10 to 20% of the US power outages are caused by squirrels. <laughs> I mean, that's not improving the lives of people who are having their power cut by squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> these, are, these are atrocious. I think we should move on. <laughs> I've, I've got one final fact. All right, finish on a high wholesome. Place. The voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse got married in real life. Oh, I did know that actually. That's very wholesome. That is quite wholesome. There's a cute wedding photo there as well, and uh, Minnie and Mickey are um, are at the wedding. Oh. Yeah, well, that's a great way to finish into and to lead into the list, um, which is top five people you'd like to meet. So I guess this originated from the uh, the question of you know if you could have dinner with three people, who would it be? And with our list t- uh, typically being from five people, we thought we would expand that uh, that number out a bit. So. Tom, uh, Blackjack Bandit, would you like to start? No, because I haven't got my fifth yet. Okay, I'll go first. I've <laughs> uh, gone with Winston Churchill. Oh, he's dead, isn't he? Is he? Yes, uh, he is. Um, 
He'd be a real interesting character to make. He had very colourful life. Um, You know, first he fought in the Boer War and escaped um, a prison train in in that war. Then he uh, mistakenly sent Anzac troops to Gallipoli and was fired as the first Admiral of the Navy. And then, of course, he became the probably the greatest Prime Minister in British history. So he's got a pretty eventful life. And I feel like he's a pretty inspirational guy. Like, um, you know, the messages he was able to um, give and, and, you know, hold his resolve basically through that time. I think he'd be quite an interesting person to meet. Well, that was very uh, deep and well-reasoned. And I cannot argue with that at all. Um but I've gone for a slightly different approach. <laughs> um, my number five is uh, Barstool Sports' very own Marty Mush. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I just think what an electric character he would be to spend a uh, just spend a day with, see how his brain works. Um, I want to see how much of it is real and how much of it is an act. I want to do a, a trick shot thing with him. I want to just watch him gamble, see the the downward spiral that he goes through every day. And um, just in general, just hear his chat because fucking hell, he he cracks me up every day. Yeah, he's a bit of a character, isn't he? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Inspiring. Good good choice. Well, my number number four, rather, is along the same line as my number five. I've gone with Sir Edmund Hillary. Um, so similar, similar, um, you know, similar thing and give you a very, uh, inspirational character to have met and to have talked to. And obviously he led a very interesting and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And a very interesting life. Um, so yeah, he'd be my number four. I, uh, again, great, um, great house to be at at school, Hillary house, big Elite house. <laughs> Um, also another very inspirational person, another dead person. So you, you can't meet him. It goes up um, from here, but, but you know, it's an aspirational list and, um, I, I wish you well on that. Um, again, gone for quite a different approach to you. Um, sort of along the same lines as my last one, but kind of not. Um, I want to meet the, I'm snacking girl. <laughs> Um, just why? I just think the amount of hate she receives and just unwavering in it um, just continues to to plug that video, and it's just how polarizing it is. Um, just really brings me joy when all the all the comments on Instagram every time that video is posted is just please delete this video. Um, I just it just makes me love the video even more. I'm I'm trying to learn the moves at the moment because it pisses a lot of people off that I know. And well, um, I'll be looking forward to seeing that then. <laughs> she could teach me the moves. That's another that's another good point. Have you got and, um, on a tangent? Have you got TikTok? <laughs> I don't have an account, but I I do like to watch the videos. I do have the app. It's actually quite underrated. I was, I was a bit skeptical early on, but I quite enjoy it. It wastes a lot of time. Oh, fuck. Every time you jump on, you just want to watch for five minutes. You end up on there for about half an hour. 
Yeah, it's not something to to look at if you've got stuff to do or people to see or places Absolutely to be. Absolutely not. Hey, well, my number my number three is Palais. Oh, yeah. I um, I remember as a kid, I had a doc like not a documentary. Oh, I guess it was a documentary. It kind of was like a it ran through his life, like um, uh, obviously up until about two thousand and six or whenever the uh, documentary was made. But it was yeah, really interesting and got me kind of you know interested to meet him. So he'd be my number three. You know, my top five people you'd like to meet. I like that a lot. Again, a serious choice. Um, and I respect that. Um, Pele would be an incredibly interesting person to meet. Um, again, dead, and also unsure of his ability dead. to speak English. He's not dead. Is Pele not dead? No. <laughs> I genuinely thought Pele was dead. I don't think he is, but now I'm now I'm worried. I don't think he is. <laughs> I've always thought he was dead. No, he's not. Oh, he's not dead. <laughs> oh, he's only 79. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Palais and family. <laughs> However, that doesn't change my second point. That God, I'm how poorly is that going to... not sure of his ability to speak English. Oh, he speaks English. There's been lots of interviews with him. Yeah. But how poorly is that um, going to age if anything happens to him? <laughs> what bad? Oh, dear. Um, after a quick Google search, his name is actually Edson Arantes do Nascimento. At what part of his name does he get the name <laughs> Pele? Uh, surely. Um, oh, no, I know this. It's It was a nickname given to him by his father because um, his father was a footballer and he played with a Pele. It was the goalie. So he called his son, like, nicknamed him Pele. The Brazilian naming thing is so weird. I just can't keep up with it. Well, he's named after Thomas Edison as well. Like, his actual name is named <laughs> after Thomas Edison. So, yeah, he received the nickname Palais during his school days when it's claimed he was given it because of his pronunciation of the name of his favourite player, local Vasco da Gama goalkeeper, Ballet. That makes sense. But again, the Brazilian fucking what name you go by. I kind of wish we had that. Then I could just be Blackjack Bandit on everything. At New Zealand, El Bandito. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Um, again, my number three, quite different from yours. <laughs> Um, I want to meet the Nick Minute guy. <laughs> Nick Minute. What a what a New Zealand icon. Um, again, a great person. They would be to just observe um, for an afternoon, just looking at what he gets up to. Um, unlike Palais, could be dead. Haven't heard from him in a while. Um, Probably has a meth addiction, judging by the state of his mouth. So that wouldn't be ideal. Um, but I feel like I could win him over. Um, yeah, there's nothing really more to say about that. I just, I just feel like he'd be an interesting guy. Yeah, just fair enough. Well, I've gone down more your taps on this second pick. I like that. I've gone um, for Big Cat from Barstool. I like that. I I yeah think he is hilarious. I would love to love to meet him and yeah just chat shit with him and give me a good laugh. 
yeah, apparently quite a nice guy as well outside of or just off camera. So, you know, if you, you genuinely wanted some sort of advice to break into that industry, we could use that. We could um, um, probably stay on topic would be <laughs> a good start. But yes, yeah, so I think you'd be a very interesting guy to meet and um, yeah, just talk smack with. I like that a lot. Um, big, big uh, shock. It's actually quite along the lines of your previous pick. I've gone for um, our president himself, Dave Portnoy. Um, less for the comedic value for this one, actually. More sort of the uh, the, the business side of things. Yeah. Um, and just fucking how he does what he does on a daily basis. The guy is absolutely fearless. Um, completely self-made. Uh, just fucking makes money off everything he touches. Um, lives a fucking great life, and I cannot wait for this Goodell thing. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious if it, if it actually happens. But surely it has to happen, right? Oh, it ha- there'll be some like contractual thing, and they're not going to refund two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's meant to go to charity. I don't imagine the that's the second point bet's anywhere near that. Man, uh, I think um, it'll be yeah, it'll be eye-opening to see. Does do the Patriots have a um, like a Monday night football game this year? I'm pretty sure they have a couple. I'll have a look, and I'll anyway. I'll get into my uh, my number one, which is a bit contentious depending on how you you know you, what you think of him. But I've gone with Tiger Woods. I like that. I think he'd be very interesting to to meet, and I think he'd be a very yeah, like he'd just be a very. I imagine playing around a golf with him. <laughs> it would just be oh incredible. yeah, a bit robotic, but I feel like you could. He's he's warming up recently, so I yeah. feel like you could have a good chat with him. And even though you know he's done some things that make people not a big fan of him, I think this, his story is quite incredible and. Yeah, I just yeah, be an awesome person to meet. And imagine yeah, saying you played a round of golf with Tiger Woods. Oh yeah, it'd be absolutely crazy. Uh, the Patriots have two Monday night football games. Who are they playing? I feel uh, like just the Bills and the Jets. Yeah, bang on. No. <laughs> um, my number one, first semi-serious one. <laughs> Actually, no, not really. I was just taking the number one to get there. <laughs> um, it's serious, but for a not very serious reason. Um, my number one is former Wellington Phoenix coach Mark Crudan because I want to beat him up. <laughs> That's serious. I don't see any problem there. What was that? Sorry. That's serious. <laughs> yeah, it actually is quite serious. Um, Failing beating him up, I'd just like to heckle him in person. Um, top of the cuck list. Um, biggest cuck in the universe. No one likes him, including his wife. That's why he quit the job, because he was cheating on her. Um, his players don't like him. He's an angry man with anger issues. Stalker. Adulterer. Liar. Cunt. And I would like to tell this, well, yeah, tell all that to him to his face. I regularly tweet at him and yet to receive a response from one of his various burner accounts. Um, 
so I'd like to confront him in person. Yeah, I, I completely stand by you there. Thank uh, you. So you'll yeah. be joining me on that one. Yeah, actually, I don't know who I'd get rid of. If I could add a six, it would be that. I appreciate that a lot. I'll need some backup. He's, he's a former professional athlete, so I probably struggle to beat him up on my own. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Um, just as a, as a closing note, and I know people won't hear this um, at the time, but uh, what, is your, what are your plans tonight, the Blackjack Bandit, um, for the 12th of May? Because I have plans for you. Oh, um, I don't know if I have anything planned, really. I need to get some dinner. I uh, don't know what I'm going to have, but, yeah, that's basically all I had planned. Then probably either watch TV upstairs or play PlayStation down here. Hey, well, I've got, um, a, I've got uh, some things for you to watch. Oh. 7 p.m. Um, Phoenix versus Sydney FC uh, quarterfinal 2012. Uh, 8 p.m. Oh. Phoenix versus Perth Glory minor semifinal 2012. Oh, that's at, electric. At 10 10, it's Nathan Burns hat trick versus Melbourne City. All back to back to back tonight. Yeah. On Sky Sports 7. <laughs> oh, that's something we will need to talk about this next time. It's a bit late now, but. Um, we're going to talk yeah, about this must how be our good. longest podcast ever yeah we're going to talk about how good the um, like the watching the sports on TV has been that you know we know it's happened but and so we'll watch this Phoenix thing and we'll come back when we next record to talk about it alright I'm in sweet hey well it was lovely to speak do you want to see us out the Blowjet Bandit uh, absolutely um, look Fuck coronavirus. Fuck lockdown. We're uh, almost out. Thank fuck. Uh, what else do I want to... Oh, fuck Mark Rudan, obviously. Um, fuck the warehouse at the moment, actually. I ordered 2K about a week ago, <laughs> click and collect, and I still haven't heard anything about it. Um, yeah. Up the Wayne's in Phoenix. Up Ben Wayne. Up Lime Brown. Up Casa Del Palo. Fuck people, we only got to work for two hours a day at the moment. Um, and up the return of sport. Tenakoto, 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 Katol. <laughs>